I don't know if you saw the story. It, I think it came out today. Um, but it's one of the greatest things I, I've seen all week that made me made me happy. Um, Walmart. Have you seen this? No. So Walmart online has seen a marked uh, uptick in sales of tops from their clothing department. Yes. What they have not seen an uptick in that corresponds with the tops is the sales of bottoms. I believe it. So everyone is buying shirts to teleconference Mm -hmm. and no one is wearing pants. Pantsless every day. You know, it's just... uh, But see, that is... I, I really struggle with that, though. I think we talked about this when we talked to Harry. Like, I get the concept of, like, I'm all for topless on the beach. Right. But I feel like you either got to go full naked or you can be topless. But to wear a top and be bottomless is very right. weird to me. Right. But I don't know how your employer would feel like if you showed up or, well, or got into the Zoom conversation. I get that. That's that's where it uh, well, probably the depends what up. the person looks like topless. Like that's true. If okay. you're all like buff and gorgeous, they might be like, "Well, thanks for brightening up our day, employee right. of the month." Right. But <laughs> too bad you can't yeah. use your parking spot. Right. But if yeah. not, it might be. But that being said, if you're just going for the Zoom conference, like. I mean, if you got to wear the top, you may as well just throw the bottom on. Like, just throw on the sweatpants and then strip it back down. I don't know. I I feel like it's all or nothing. Or just put out a robe. uh, Again, the robe would solve everything here. This is Why, with your hosts, Heidi Hedquist and Luke Poling. I just felt like that was the most like heartwarming for me. That was the most heartwarming American uh, ingenuity true. story of that the week. True. I'm sorry. You're to like, you know, it. I think it's good. No, you're no, right. no. It's okay. I understand <laughs> what you're saying. I, I definitely get it. Bottomless yeah. is weird. But I do. Which I is do. why Donald Duck is my least favorite of the Disney characters. Well, yeah. I mean, see? Yeah. It's just... No, I completely get it. But it's just. Uh, no, I it, do it, think it, that is lovely and the fact that they their pr people told that story to the news (laughs) actually actually has a great sense of humor and is trying to brighten up everyone's day so yay walmart it's very very true i didn't even think about that Mm -hmm. part of it so oh that is comforting um makes it all better no that's really like one of the few good news stories would we call that feel good i don't know if we would but well, I think it is feel good. Yeah. It's like literally feel good. For those people on the call, it's they're feeling very good. They're feeling very good. I mean, it depends yeah. what kind of couch. If they're sitting on the couch, are they sitting <laughs> on a hard folding chair? Like what? What? Right. What's yeah, the you, experience? Maybe we yeah. need to interview just a pantsless business person. Mm, that's true. Yeah, you're hoping I not mean, leather. Um, oh yeah, no, that's a problem. Yeah. Unless it's Corinthian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got to be some sort of a fur or a yeah, velour. Yeah, <laughs> pleather. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to slip off it. Mm-mm. That'd be terrible. Mm. That'd be very that'd embarrassing. Be, be very <laughs> that, that'd get you fired right there. Yeah, laptop <laughs> flying everywhere. Mm. <laughs>
Uh, yeah. Uh, feels good to laugh. Is this your first season with the XFL? Uh, yeah, so this was like the first season for the XFL. For that, I was with the Atlanta Legends AAF team. <laughs> How'd you make that jump? I'm assuming the XFL is a little bit bigger, at least. Uh, yeah, I think I think the XFL is definitely um, like further along than the AAF was. I mean, the AAF was like, it was kind of sketchy. Um, it really wasn't like sketchy, but like it kind of was to an extent. Um, just because. Just like the show. Hmm? <laughs> just, just like, like the show. show. Kind of. Oh, no, no, no. no. Um, <laughs> I mean, just, just because like we, it, honestly, I have no, no way of really describing it. It was just like, it didn't feel like professional football, I guess. Mm. Um, the XFL definitely does, um, which is awesome. I mean, the XFL has been their their front office has done a, a really amazing job, um, especially with the past couple weeks. Um, mm. They've done a tremendous job um, with like communicating with us, um, making sure we're all set with everything. They uh, paid for everyone's travel like back to their respective cities. Um, and I guess like the next, the jump from the XFL to the NFL really is just like getting enough film, um, performing very well. And from then just hoping a team likes you and picks you up. So when did you know that, you know, playing beyond school was in the cards for you? Uh, I mean, I always wanted to. Um, I remember when I was really little and I was like nine years old, people used to ask me what I wanted to be when I grew up. This was like my first year playing like tackle football. And I always said like a professional football player. Um, it's kind of just like what I've said my whole life. Um, but going into high school, it's, it's kind of been like stepping stones going into high school. When I got to like my junior year, um, I knew that I had the ability to play college football. It was just a matter of when and where, um, and then going into my sophomore, junior year of college football, I realized that I had a really good opportunity of playing professional football. Um, so it's that's the, uh, the realization of like the opportunity I had. It's kind of just been what's driven me to like the next stage. So what's that like? I mean, you because um, you guys are playing at the MetLife Stadium. You're at the same yeah. place that the Giants and the Jets are playing. What's that like coming from, you know, from the – of the league you're in to say nothing of of college is it that big a difference do you feel like you've kind of made it or reached a level um, i definitely think it's like a so i i played in like a lower uh division one fcs level college football mm-hmm. um and the the competition in this league is more um guys that have been in the nfl guys that played in fbs schools like sec big 10 schools um, a lot of the guys in this league have also played in the NFL for three, four, or five years. Um, so I definitely think the competition is um, a little bit better, obviously. I, better is kind of a bad word for that. Um, but I think playing at that caliber of a stadium is also also really cool. I know you said something about like playing at MetLife Stadium. Um, right. But yeah, MetLife Stadium is awesome. It's massive. Um, I mean, we only got, I think – 20 to 30,000 fans, our first home game. Um, only? Yeah, only. yeah. So, but that, the stadium holds about 80,000, I think. 
Okay, um, fair enough. Yeah, but I mean, it's from college to this level, it's definitely um, a big jump. I mean, everybody's bigger, everybody's faster, everybody's stronger. So it's just kind of like at that point. Is everyone there trying to get back to the NFL or get to the NFL? Or do people seem like they are sort of saying, all right, this is this is my shot. This is what I got. I'm going to stay here and work as hard as I can. Or is everyone looking at the XFL as a way station to the next development in their career? Um, I think most players are looking at it as like a, a stepping stone to the NFL or like an opportunity to get paid to play football and get more film to get to the NFL. Um, but I know there's a, like a, a pretty decent amount of players too that are just like, it's like for me personally, like I am enjoying playing football professionally and I'm enjoying playing in the XFL. Um, if that were to take me to playing in the NFL, like if I were to get offered to sign a contract with an NFL team, that'd be awesome. Um, but if I played in the XFL for three, four or five years, and made a, a good living. Like I, I would not be mad about that at all. No, it's super impressive. Yeah. Thank you. What, what would, if you weren't playing football professionally, what would you want to do? That's a good question. And I always ask myself that, I think, <laughs> um, honestly, it's something to do with fitness, something to do with athletes. Um, possibly like going into like strength training. Um, that's kind of like, what my hobbies include is strength training and fitness related um, things. So I definitely think something along the lines of that. I haven't decided if I wanted to go back to school or not yet. Um, but that's also in the cards. It's kind of like up in the air still of what I want to do. What's your training like right now when everything got so upended so fast? <laughs> um, right now it's a lot of, um, Obviously, body weighted stuff. I don't have like a home gym or anything, unfortunately. Um, a lot of field work, going to the field like two to three days a week. Um, but I also just got done with this, like uh, technically half a season. Um, so right now, I'm kind of just like taking it easy. I'm not doing like a whole lot of um, training. I'm like, I'm not killing my body. I'm just kind of like maintaining everything right now as best as I can with the circumstances. Yeah. What's that like? I mean, you you work so hard to get to this level. You finally get to this level and then all of a sudden, Oh, hang up. Wait a second. It's gotta be frustrating. Because you're, I'm assuming half the way through the season, you're starting to kind of get used to the idea of what this is like week in and week out. And mm -hmm. if this is your sole focus. You don't have schoolwork to worry about. You just, yeah, you just gotta play well and take care of yourself. Um, so yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely, uh, it's weird. It's so I'm, I'm, I'm on like two different spectrums of like this. So with the AAF, the AAF like folded completely and it's like no longer a league. Mm -hmm. Um, and that happened week nine of the season, I believe it was last year. Um, so that was like completely different. The league completely folded. They weren't paying us anymore. We were all out of jobs. We had to find our way back to our respective living areas um so that was definitely um heartbreaking and like not knowing like what was next um but with the xfl they're like committed to 2021 already mm -hmm. um and 
they're still paying us like throughout like the rest of our contracts for this season. Um, they're very, like I said, communicative with us. Um, like what's, what's going ahead moving forward. Um, so, I mean, it still sucks obviously cause I only got to play half a season, but right. it's definitely, um, it keeps me going that like knowing that how committed they already are to like keeping this league going and for years to come, hopefully. What is it like of late? I know my, like my niece's boyfriend played college football and a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, Stop so bragging. what is, no, oh yeah. I'm bragging <laughs> to someone who's a professional football player. Yes. That's exactly what I'm doing. No, I do want to know though. What how what sort of started the whole like football player grow out the beard, grow out the hair that hangs out of the helmet? Like where did this suddenly <laughs> have a resurgence? Um, I honestly have no idea. It's kind of weird. Um, I remember when I was in high school, so I played basketball and baseball in high school as well. Um, I grew it out, I grew my hair out for baseball. Okay. Which was like I think that's always been a thing. Yeah. Um but like the the hair and beard for football, I honestly have no idea. That's I know like it's like hockey. I think they do like playoff beards and stuff. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think like some NFL like players do like playoff beards, like Julian Edelman for the Patriots, because they make the playoffs every year True. for like six weeks, so they always grow his beards. Always gets pretty crazy. I, um, I feel like it like wouldn't fit after a while. Like, it'd be like <laughs> your helmet would get too tight and constrictive, and no, just, I mean I used so I used to grow up my hair and beard too uh, during college, but now I kind of keep it a little tamer just because yes. it's a little bit different of like a, a view. Yes. <laughs> now you're the the pro and all. Yeah. <laughs> What's been the so far? And I know you've only got to have a half a season, but what's been the most memorable moment so far in your, in your XFL career? In the XFL career? Um, definitely the first home game. Just everything about the first home game, it was the atmosphere was amazing. I mean, it was freezing cold out because it was New Jersey in February. Um, but it really honestly didn't even like feel how cold it was. Um, I mean, just playing in front of those fans, playing in, playing in that stadium was awesome. It's definitely, just, definitely the first game so far. Awesome. Now, I know part of the draw for the XFL are the different rules as far as after mm-hmm. touchdown, the, how many extra points you can go for and all of that. For mm-hmm. someone as a tight end, this is your first time in the league first time with a new team so there's a whole new playbook you need to memorize and then you have to remember all these new rules how hard is that to keep all that stuff in the back of your mind um so they i think the xfl did a really good job of implementing them Mm -hmm. um and i think our coaching staff did a really good job practicing them leading up to the season because i i felt like i wasn't really paying attention um to the, the rule changes as much during a game because mm-hmm. um, we had mini camp and training camp and those alone were like one and a half to two months in length. Um, right. So I, I feel, I felt like our coaching staff did a really good job of um, implementing those rules throughout practices, making sure we were ready for them come uh, the first game. And uh, I think the refs as well did a very good job of obviously remembering them. They were trained very well for them. Yeah. Do you like them? Yeah, I enjoy most of them. Um, 
I like the 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 one, two, and three point extra pointers. Um, mm-hmm. I think it makes it more exciting. It makes it makes the the flow of the game a little bit better because the offense and defense that were just out there stays out there basically. Um, so it obviously speeds up the game. Um, the game clock. Um, I didn't really notice it too much. Uh, I'm sure the fans noticed how a little bit quicker of a game it was. Um, compared to like the NFL game, it's usually almost like four hours, I think, which is insane. Um, right. Even though it never feels like that on the field. Um, and then the kickoff and kick return was also, um, it was interesting. It was definitely, um, I think I think it's a good rule change just because of the, the restrictions they have on where the ball can be kicked. Um, mm-hmm. It makes it for a more exciting play. Like I know like, Back in back like five ten years ago, it used to be an exciting play just because of all the kick returns you had. You had Devin Hester in the NFL; he was a great kick returner. Um, it's like now it and adds another element to the game as opposed to just kicking off into the end zone and you get a touchback. Mm-hmm. I had a friend who, when he was living in Washington, had a giant mm-hmm. sign that he made up that said the Redskins are terrible, and he got. <laughs> <laughs> right down to the front row and eventually got himself on the cover of the Washington post and was trying to get players to look over at the sign and they'd look at it and he'd point to it and they'd sort of just shrug their shoulders and be like, well, yeah, what do you want? <laughs> How much do the fans play a role in the game? As far as when um, you're in the stadium and you've got 20,000 people either cheering or booing you and there's someone with the sign when someone holds up the D and then the next person next to them holds up the fence, does that make you play harder? Um, I don't think necessarily it has like a, an effect that I can like pay attention to or like, like totally like realize. Um, mm-hmm. But I do know if, like, if you pay attention to the fans, you can hear them pretty well, especially the ones in the front row. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think like it really has – too much of an effect on us besides like hearing. So when we play, we played St. Louis, um, mm-hmm. they play at an indoor stadium in St. Louis and they had sellout crowd. I mean, there hasn't been football in St. Louis in a really long time. So right. their city was very excited for that. So they had a sellout crowd, like 20, probably 20 to 30,000. I think it's at, and, and it was indoors and they were loud, like, like super loud. And so it would made it very difficult to hear. Um, but other than that, it's not really like anything I like usually pay attention to. Um, I mean, I can hear like some comments every now and then, but it's nothing, nothing to get me rattled or anything. <laughs> so it's not like you line up on the line of scrimmage, you look out and someone is holding up the D and fence and you elbow the guy next to you and be like, Jeff, they're going to have defense <laughs> on this next play. No, 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 <laughs> nothing like that. And, and what does the noise of a crowd do? Does it increase? Obviously, it makes it harder to hear. So you're not hearing the mm-hmm. snap count and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. How else does it mess you up, essentially, um, or help you? So for that, that's really the, the communication between like the players and coaches is really that's it. I mean, I really I enjoy playing in front of a lot of crowds. So I mean, it, it's like a positive thing in that aspect. Um, but like so, in the XFL, the offensive coordinator who was calling the plays for the offense had a head, had a headset, mm-hmm. and then it's usually just a quarterback. But in the XFL, all of the skill players, so at tight end, we had a headset as well, like in our in our helmet, right? Um, so we were able to hear the play call. 
and that like that in turn helps with like the faster play clock. Um, but that's kind of like another thing. So in St. Louis, because it was so loud, the headset, the microphone was so muffled. It was like really hard to hear the play call. Um, so that had like a huge effect on us for like a little bit. What do you do in that situation? Do you go to the silent count? How do you deal with that? So we had, um, we, I think we implemented them like maybe during that week we had signs, um, for a couple plays, a couple routes. Um, we still call. So the offensive line doesn't have the headset. So we mm-hmm. still call the play. So more often than not, um, I think we had a, a wristband as well for our quarterback where he would just like call a certain number and then it'd be that play on the wristband. Um, but if we had like a really hard time hearing the play, we would come into the huddle to get the play call from the quarterback. So, I mean, but other than that, there's like really nothing much else you can do beside with a lot of crowd. Now, when I was in high school and junior high, I remember our basketball team had some pretty dumb names for their plays. There, there was Harvard. There was mm-hmm. there was one. Can you, what are some of the names of the plays that you guys have? Or is there anything interesting? Is it like Harvard, or is there? Um, is it all? We a had um, a couple actors for play calls. Oh, like oh. Denzel, Denzel oh. Pacino. Yeah, oh. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, what was Pacino? You guys just yelled. Uh, no, it was. I, I don't want to go into too much no, detail. Enough. I know you're like totally but... getting like all the trade secrets. No, I was. <laughs> that's fascinating. And who comes up with the names? Is that one of the coaches? Is that you yeah, guys sit coach, around coach, at night yeah, and you're yeah. like, this feels like Tommy Lee Jones? <laughs> no, <Nah>, coaching, <laughs> coaching staff definitely does. There's like some rhyme and rhythm to like the play call. Um, okay, but I, can't, I don't want to get into it too much. Fair enough. Just uh, in case. If we can throw our two cents in, uh, Flash is a really good name for a, a play. It is. I like that one. Yeah. yeah. Flash so is a good one. Take that one with you of free of charge. <laughs> That's ours. It's our parting gift. Um, Heidi, you're, <laughs> so, you look like you're well, about I to just, say something. I just want you to keep doing that weird hand gesture. I've never seen that before. <laughs> this one? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you've been practicing your conducting. Exactly. So how many people are coming out of the woodwork that you knew from, and I'm not saying Randy's this person, it's not Randy. I will. How I many will. people are coming out of the woodwork from high school and college saying like, oh, I was really good friends with him. And you're like, <laughs> mm, not really. <laughs> um, honestly, not too many. Um, and oh, they will. I mean, I was, I was a person in high school. I was friends with a lot of people. Um, Even more reason. Just give it time. You're gonna have. Yeah, I'm life. sure. I'm sure. Eventually, <laughs> there will be some people that pop up, and I'll be like, "I haven't talked to you in forever." But, um, mm-hmm. but honestly, not too many. Um, more often, most most of the time, people are very positive. Um, so far that I've seen. So, but I mean, I'm sure there's people them. behind my back talking, right. but right. I don't really mind about that. It's whatever. And how many people come out of the world looking for tickets? Right. Um, no one. I no. I had a. Uh, actually, no. Nobody has actually. Wow. Surprisingly. Yeah. They will. I haven't got any like fans like hit me up about like tickets or anything. It's all coming. Tickets, 
mild stalking, all that good <laughs> yeah. stuff. All, all, the joys of <laughs> all the all the joys of, of success. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what should fans do during this downtime to keep their interest in the league in the sport? Um. Stay up to date, I guess. Um, there's a lot. There's a few players right now um, getting si- like signing NFL contracts or like being told they're going to sign NFL contracts. So that's kind of cool. Um, and staying up to date with every team's social media, um, XFL social media on Instagram and Twitter. Um, they're putting out news daily about um, NFL signees. Um, they haven't put anything out about um, like – the XFL like next season, um, but I'm sure they will very soon. Be sure to follow why the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and check out our YouTube channel for some additional great why content. If you're so inclined, please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Today's show was produced by myself and Heidi Hedquist, our reluctant executive producers are John Sove and Sandy Stone. Our graphic designer is Samantha Mustonen. Our intern is Randy Jeanette. The theme song was performed by the Electrosynthno Magnetic Polyphonic Orchestra. This one's for Philippe. Thanks for joining us. Flash, we're coming home. Nigel, is that you? Are you here, Nigel?